This is Radio Olin, KROJ 101.5 FM on your radio dial. We're coming to you live from our studios at Pueblo y Salud in the city of San Fernando. You're listening to Pueblo y Salud's Platicando y Mejorando, an inspiring program that promotes the health and well-being of our community through intellectual, physical, economical, political, and spiritual discussions with experts and leaders in these fields. Tune in every Saturday morning from 10 a.m. till 12 p.m. This is your host, Veronica Pimentel. Good morning. Joining me today, I have former Sergeant of Marines, Sal Montion Jr., who served with the 2nd Marine Division from Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Welcome. Thank you. How's it going, ladies and gents? We're excited to be a part of your Saturday morning. I had some questions um, just to get some little insight um, into the military. Um, since you are a former Marine, um, I wanted to just start off by asking you some questions as to how you joined and what encouraged you to join the Marines. Like, was there a significant moment in your life that made you want to join? Sure. Um, yeah, so, I mean, th there's, a, there's a couple of things that motivated me into joining the Marine Corps. Um, but I would say that the one defining moment that really just kind of inspired me was um, I was... So, like, me and my cousin, we used to, like, try to break dance when we were younger in high school, you know? So we would go to his friend's house and practice in his garage. And my cousin's best friend, his older brother, was in the Marines. His, his brother was in the Marines. So as I'm sitting there just kind of hanging out on, on the couch, I looked over and I saw a book that, was, uh, that said Marines on the side. So I picked it up. I opened it. And that's a book that you get um, basically... Kind of like you have your high school yearbook, but this is a book about while you're in boot camp. So there's a photographer taking pictures of the whole class. Well, not the whole class, but the various platoons that are in boot camp for those uh, three months. And then they make a book out of it, you know. And, and as I'm looking through these pages, I'm seeing these guys like low crawling on mud, you know, like climbing ropes, you know, like two stories high and just doing all these things that kind of just since like made me want to join because mm -hmm. um, everything looked like it was exciting it was fun yeah you know and um, i was like man like these guys look like they're having like they're going through some tough stuff and i said to myself like man like i would totally be up for something like this like just a, a challenge like mm -hmm. this like because you're seeing these guys kind of like sweating and you can just see it in their face, you know, in their facial expressions that they're like struggling. They're really pushing themselves. And all those things kind of made me feel like, oh, man, like, I don't think I've ever been pushed like that, you mm -hmm. know, uh, physically, um, you know, or mentally. And I was like, this is this seems like pretty cool. So that that, that was like the one thing that that really um, kind of just grabbed my attention. As far as the Marine Corps, I mean, mm -hmm. I, I always knew I didn't know much about the Marines up until that point. But before that, when I was a kid, I was always see the commercials about the Army and I would see these guys kind of like not running into helicopters or running out of helicopters. And I was like, oh, man, I want to join the Army, you know. But once mm -hmm. I learned about the Marine Corps and, you know, they have a reputation for kind of being a little bit more disciplined and it just being a little bit more challenging, that that's kind of what gravitated me to to the Marine Corps. Um, and honestly, I mean, at the time, <clears throat> Um, you know, like most people in their in their youth, uh, most 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 people in their youth um, that come from uh, lower income families, uh, 
or lower income areas. Um, so yeah, when, when, so when you come from areas where there's, you know, you're surrounded by crime, uh, violence, uh, it just, it just, sometimes you got, you get sidetracked and the truth is I wasn't really up to anything, con uh, geez, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, constructive, I guess you can say. And not just me, me and my friends. So at the time I was going to high school and I was working at the same time I was working at Subway. And I, I knew I wasn't at the time my mind wasn't on higher education or, or going to college. So I looked at one of my friends, he was one of my good friends. And, um, I said, Hey, um, you know, what, what, what do you, what's your plan? Like once we graduate, um, we're not doing anything like we're up to no good. And the way that we're going, you know, there's only uh, two routes, you know, either we're going to end up dead or or in jail mm -hmm. because we were really risking our freedom with the things that we were getting into at the time. And he just kind of looked at me and didn't even put much thought into it. And he was like, you know, I was like, I'm thinking about joining the Marine Corps as soon as we graduate. And, you know, I said, you know, are you up for that? Like, are, are you up for going? You know, we, we can join together and we can go to boot camp together and just see where it takes us. And he kind of thought about it for a second and he's like, all right. I don't even think he knew what he was getting into. And, um, yeah, we went to the, to the recruiter, recruiter's office, uh, at the time was in Silmar. Uh, it's not there anymore. Um, I think it's off of Polk and Foothill, like right up in that area. So we walked in and, uh, yeah, we, we joined and, you know, we, we were young. We wanted to be challenged and we chose as a, well, before you can choose what you want to do as your, what's going to be your MOS, which is your military occupational skill, just basically your job that you're going to be doing for the next four years or how, however long your contract mm -hmm. is. You basically have to take a test, right? Which is the ASVAB. So that's an exam you take kind of like when you go to, before you go to college, uh, college or university you take your SATs when the military it's the same thing it's called an ASVAB so, so like an entry exam exactly okay. so you take it and it gets scored from like 50 to 100 or something like that so basically 100 is the highest you know so SATs is like what 1200 or something like that I believe yeah so you want to score high right so the higher you score the more options you have in the job that you can choose mm. so um, we took the ASVAB I don't remember my exact score. I think it was like a 83 or something like that. So I had a pretty good options of the different jobs that I can choose from. The thing is that if you're a high school dropout or you're someone that didn't apply yourself in high school, you're going to score low. You know, you're going to be in the 60s, 70s. So how that hurts you is that your options are going to be very limited in what you want to do. Now, infantry is literally... Aside from special forces, it's the toughest job that you can choose, you know, uh, because it's very challenging, uh, both physically and mentally, you know, and you're going to do this for four years. So sometimes when you, you don't know what you're getting into, like you, mm -hmm. you, you, you're, you're thinking that it's just like you see the posters and you see, or you see commercials and you see things getting blown up and guys shooting guns and this and that. And you just think it's that, but you don't think about all the cold nights, you know, digging up a six foot hole to sleep in it, you know, 
being like, um, you know, just putting your putting yourself in situations where you're like, man, like, uh, you actually start to question yourself as far as like, how did I get myself into this? You know, because you don't even realize that you're gonna do cold weather training. You know, find yourself down the line in Quantico, Virginia. You know, doing cold weather training, or going to the Mojave Desert to do your desert training and and what that entails. You know, as far as like the elements, the what you know, the weather elements. Yeah. And and um, these are things that I didn't think about that. I was just showing this cool video and I saw these special forces guys like, you know, breaking down doors and blowing things up. And I was like, all right, that's what I want to do. Yeah. You know, not not really thinking about that. All that stuff kind of gets old after a while. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and I have I have a very quick question. Sure. Um, you brought up something that, you know, we don't get to see. Um, obviously, you get to see it because you're the one um, experience, experiencing it hands on. <clears throat> As you mentioned about like mentally going through that, do they offer any services for you guys to make sure that you guys are taking care of your mental health? Right. So, I mean, there's a there's a screening process before you join. Uh, you know, there is a an interview process kind of like you know, if you if you want to join law enforcement, you know, you have your lie detector test. We, and you don't have one of those in the military, but you do have like a psych test, right? Which is, you know, from a psychologist, and they're basically gauging, you know, making sure that you're good in your mind, right? Like you're mm -hmm. you're able to join, and you're not you don't have some uh, screws that are a little mm -hmm. loose, right? Um, so they gauge your mental health in that aspect as far as making sure that you're okay, you're going to be able to handle a weapon and not do something crazy because there's a lot of trust behind that. You know, you're going to be handling a weapon a lot of the times, especially if you're in the infantry mm. and you're going to be having a loaded weapon a lot of your times, you know, so uh, I mean, a lot of the times. So that aspect is very short. You know, it's just literally like a one day thing. And then if you pass, then you, you, nobody really pays attention to that. You know, unless you do something crazy down the line, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> then, you know, they might pull you aside and have you go see a, a psychologist and he'll determine whether you're, you know, fit to continue with your duty or whether they have to maybe move you to like an office position or something where mm -hmm. you're not really handling a weapon, things like that. But that's very rare. Mm -hmm. um, the thing about what you're, when you touch on mental health, you know, we do have an epidemic when it comes to. PTSD, mm -hmm. which is a whole another subject. Yeah. Right. We're going to have to talk about that next time. For sure, because it's a real thing. You know, uh, Marines, soldiers are killing themselves at a staggering rate on a daily basis, you know, and it's a, and it's a scary thing. But that, that makes you realize that you can't expect a normal, just a normal person, normal kid. So you, you can't take a, a, a young kid, um, you know, he joins them because you, you can join the military as young as 17. A lot of people think it's wow. 18, but you can join at 17 um, as long as you you've already have your high school diploma. Um, I joined at 18. I turned 19 in boot camp. Um, it was my birthday in boot camp. But, you know, so, so the point is, you you know, picture you taking a high school kid right straight out of high school at 18. Say he trains for a year, year and a half. Next thing you know, he finds himself overseas in a combat zone. You know, which whether it was Afghanistan, Iraq, and he's going to experience things that he may not have mentally have been prepared for. And everyone's different. You know, I can probably handle 
a lot more than other guys. And then there's other guys that can handle more than what I can handle. You know, everyone's different. So when you experience these things and, and they become normal, your body gets used to being in those types of circumstances, you know, where you're always full of adrenaline, you know, you always get that adrenaline rush. You're going to lose friends. You know, you're going to make, you're going to become best friends with some of these guys. They become like your family. I mean, you spend most of your time with these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you have a lot of, uh, sometimes you kind of gravitate to certain guys where you might have more things in common. And these guys become like your brothers. You know, like, you know, you're, you're willing to give your life for them because they're willing to give their life for you. Mm-hmm. And it's not like a cliche thing. Like, this is a real thing. Yeah. Like, when, when, when we're in situations like that, we don't really care about politics. You know, we're just there to stay alive keep each other alive you know and, and 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 that's really what it comes down to but the thing is when you when you lose a best friend or you lose close friends or you see things that you may not have been prepared for because they happen unexpectedly um it's gonna do something to you so you you know i think we have to face the reality that these things are gonna affect these young men and women and then they're thrown back into society and they have trouble transitioning transitioning into a civilian life and they still have all these things that happen yeah. you know that are there and if you know a lot of times they they need help men i think it's no secret you know because of our egos like sometimes men don't want to ask for help you know what i mean um and especially if you're a marine and you're perceived as somebody that's like tough and can handle anything you throw at them they may hesitate to get the help that they need you know but that's a that's a that is a topic that's like that we can go really deep into it and and we can definitely have that conversation another day yeah um these are all very great topics um <laughs> you know touching on so many i definitely wanted to dive in another day uh for ptsd you know i also have a lot of family who served in the military um <clears throat> and it's always a rough time during the holidays um specifically like uh 4th of july new year is obviously fireworks um and it triggers a lot of things or just little little things that occur so that's something i would definitely want to touch on um right now we are going to go on music break Um, we want to encourage you guys to stay with us so that you can continue listening to um, our special guest so thank you Un amor, un amor 
Puedo esperar 
este corazón Radio Olin, KROJ 101.5 FM on your radio dial. Joining me today, I have former Sergeant of Marines, Sal Montion Jr., who served with the 2nd Marine Division from Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. So jumping back into the questions, uh, Sal, what are some of the benefits of joining the Marines? Sure. So, I mean, there's different ways that you benefit, you know. Uh, I mean, people love veterans, you know, which is great. And, and when somebody says, hey, thank you for your service, and you just, like, when you hear things like that, you, we appreciate it. We don't look for that type of gratification, but when it comes naturally or genuine, it's awesome. Um, but I think employers like to hire veterans, you know, because they're reliable, they're responsible, they're punctual, you have discipline, uh, you tend you, you tend to to be a leader because you you, you kind of get a lot of skills that come naturally when you're in the Marine Corps. And you kind of can implement that into the job force. 
So it's good to have that in your resume. You know, a lot of companies do like to hire veterans, which is great. Um, and at the same time, uh, you also have benefits as far as housing and things like that, that we can also touch on uh, on another time. You know, um, the other thing I did want to mention, though, is that if you are thinking about joining, do your research. Uh, don't just walk in blindly into a recruiter's office because it's kind of like walking into a parking lot to go buy a car and you don't you didn't do any research on on the process of buying that car yeah you know what kind of questions should someone ask who is interested in joining the marines um specifically to ask a recruiter what are some of the questions you would recommend okay i'm going to tell you this right now the the first thing that that you need to request not ask but you, you need to request a bonus Demand. That's number one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're saying demand the bonus. Ba- yes, because look, if you don't ask for it, you don't get it. It's simple as that. I didn't get a bonus because I didn't even know that they offered a bonus. A lot, I found this out when I was in boot camp, and we just talked to other guys, you know, that, that you're there going through boot camp with, and then they're like, oh, yeah, I got a $5,000 bonus. Oh, yeah, I, I got a $10,000 bonus. And then you're like, I didn't get anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And the thing is that a recruiter is not going to be saying, hey, okay, so do you want to join here, you know, give you a $15,000 bonus? If they do that with everyone, think about the type of money that they're going to be spending. So they're not going to tell you about that benefit. But I like to always tell people because that's money that you can, that you didn't have. You have it. Now you can, if you're smart or you have somebody intelligent that that can kind of guide you what to do with that money, you invest it, you forget about it, don't touch it. And when you come out, you have a nice little chunk of change that, you you know, you can start a business with that. or, you know, and, and just invest that money. So th- that's that's one of the things. But the second thing I would say is that request, if this is for the Marine Corps specifically, you request the West Coast contract. If you're from California and you have family out here, you have your girlfriend out here, you don't want to get shipped to, you know, 3,000 miles away to Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. So if you don't ask for a, a West Coast contract, they're going to send you wherever they need you. You know, so that's that's the other thing that, I, that I'm going to say. And then, and then the last thing is you can request... Uh, to be promoted right out of boot camp so when you first join your private you know it might take you six months to a year to to well, about six months six to nine months to get to a, a private first class uh, you know the next rank but you can request that in your contract initially and say hey you know when i get out of boot camp i want to be promoted so now you're you have a little bit more rank you get a little bit more pay and then you can get promoted to the next rank sooner rather than rather than later Mm-hmm. So, I mean, those are the three main things that I, I, I would I would definitely touch on and ask for when you walk into a recruiter's office. And if you can't get all three, at least two of the three. Okay. So what type of training does uh, does it require? Um, one thing I'll say is, if, if I mean, I, I can only speak for the Marine Corps because that's what I joined, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're going to go into, if you're in your, in your head, you, you have your head, Set on oh I'm gonna I want to do special forces I want to be Marine Force Recon or Marine Corps sniper or something like that you have to do I mean you have to be extremely physically fit you definitely have to be running you know five miles at least consistently um, go on hikes with packs you can wear the vest you know do things that challenge you uh, physically so that um, when you're when, when you're actually in the Marine Corps, you're not having a tough time trying to get into shape. You should already be in shape. A lot of times, guys don't prepare themselves. They go to boot camp, and they're the guys that are falling out in the back of the line. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get a lot of attention. And you don't. The last thing you want in boot camp is attention, because when, when when you got the the 
the drill instructor's attention, like when they know your name out of like 50 guys, they're going to have a lot of fun with you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and your experience is not going to be that fun. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, definitely be physically fit. Swim, especially if you're going to go into any special forces, you have to be a not a good swimmer. You have to be a great swimmer. Uh, you know, you have to be able to swim with, with uh, carrying other people, you know, holding on to them and holding a brick over the water, you know, and doing a side stroke. That means you're only swimming with one hand, you know, and, and that brick can go in the water. And, and you'll be surprised how hard it is to keep a brick on top of the water. Like, it doesn't seem like a lot, but those 10 pounds, believe me, some of the strongest guys I've seen can't keep that brick out of the water. Wow. You know, so, yeah, definitely do your research and, and um, know what you're getting into before you uh, jump mm-hmm. into something like that. Yeah, that, like you mentioned, it's someone who's just thinking of, of enlisting. Um, not everyone knows what they're getting themselves into. So it's very wise um, to hear this from you. We're going to go ahead and go on to another music break. But coming back, we do have some additional questions. Uh, thank you guys for staying with us.
casa para ver qué pasa Quien quita las juntamos los primeros besitos a nuestra cita Mamacita Sinceramente, 
viejo me llevó a esta órbita de amor 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 Radio Olin, KROJ 101.5 FM on your radio dial. Joining me today, I have former Sergeant of Marines, Sal Monteon Jr., who served with the 2nd Marine Division from Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Sal, what would you say to someone who is interested in joining the Marine Corps? Um, okay, yeah, so as I was saying, uh, I was saying, do your, do your research, right? Do your little homework, you know, before you join. Um, a, lo a lot of guys say, oh, I want to, I want to, be in the infantry, which is what I did. Um, I, I already touched on some of the scenarios that you're going to kind of find yourself in. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I, I've learned a lot of great leadership skills and just a lot of things that I picked up on early on, even from boot camp, just like taking initiative and things like that, that really have helped make me who I am and molded me um, in my civilian life. Um, but when you join the infantry, when you get out, uh, the main the main career that people usually uh, go after is law enforcement. So if you're going to go into law enforcement, infantry is great. But if you want to work, say for Lockheed Martin or Boeing or you know Fortune 500 company, you can't go into an interview and go into a Fortune 500. Uh, company and say yeah I did infantry like that you know it, it, it's gonna hard to transition that terminology into something that can help you with a career so if you're if you if you want to think long run I would say be uh, a helicopter mechanic you know uh, learn uh, work in engineering or you know fixing uh, jet engines things like that like Something where when you get out, you won't have trouble finding a job. You won't have trouble finding a career and getting paid, you know, close to at least $100,000, you know, versus you join the infantry, but then you get out and then you have a hard time getting a job. 
you know so i mean the great thing is you do get the gi bill which is money for college you know that the marine corps gives you um the army gives you a little bit more than the marines they have a higher budget um but you know school is getting expensive like call higher education is getting expensive it literally (laughs) goes up every year Mm -hmm. it doesn't even keep up with like income you know so when you take inflation into consideration you realize that it's it's pretty difficult to go to school and get an education so the gi bill definitely helps you out like they gave me i think it was thirty two thousand dollars and then uh they did an extension of the gi bill where they gave me like another Ten thousand, so in total I got about forty thousand. Just for school, right? You know, for higher education, you yeah. can you can use that for a trade school. You know, you can that's use really that. Good. Yeah, you know, to go mm-hmm. to school, but that's not going to pay for USC. You know, that's what it's going to cost you to go there one year. You know, uh, but you can be smart about it. You can go to a community college, get your AA, which is what I did. Uh, I graduated from Mission College, got my AA, and then from there, you go to another school. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and if you're smart, you can kind of stretch your money out. But the reality is you're probably going to find yourself working, at least having a part-time job. I, I don't see how anybody can go to school and not have at least a part-time job. That's the reality of it. Mm-hmm. You know, even if you're living with your parents. Because the cost of living for all the other things is so high that you need an income. Yeah. You know, you need a, another income. I personally went to school full-time and I worked full-time. And that's how... I mean, I did that for years. And um, when I f- my first year, I was kind of second. Um, well, I was kind of really taking a look at, like, is that am I making the right decision? But one of my uh, teachers, uh, Dr. Grant, uh, probably one of the best teachers I had in Mission College, she was like, I put myself through doctorates, to, through doctorate school with two kids. I worked full time and I went to school full time. And, I, and, I, and in my mind, I'm thinking, well, if she did it with two kids, I can do it. Well, like, why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. So the whole time I went to school, um, I worked full time. That's great. And, you know, but it it, it, it is a challenge. Yeah. But, um, you know, there's a great benefit, like I said, with the GI Bill. And you can definitely take advantage of that. And then if you have kids, your kids can actually go to school for free uh, to a Cal State. Oh, they wow. can go to school for free, which is something that I learned about. So, you know, that's a great benefit as well. I'm learning that right now. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. So, but yeah, I mean, just pick something that you can actually do when you actually get out of the, uh, out of your service, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to find yourself in a situation where you have a hard time finding a job, getting a job, you know, but definitely explore going to, to a college, getting a higher education and having that along with your veteran status, you know, can kind of make you stand out with, with, mm-hmm. with employers, you know, but a lot of times, I mean, sometimes maybe you got to do your own thing. Yeah. And, and you don't necessarily have to work for someone. If you educate yourself and you go to school and, and you're smart, you save money, you can start your own business. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you don't, you don't necessarily have to work for a Fortune 500. You can be an entrepreneur if, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. Thank you for motivating um, our community, you know, and obviously thank, thank you for you. your service. Thank you. Um, I, I hope that someone that hears this, uh, this show will be inspired and, you know, they're going to do things the right way. And it's based on your experience and um, also sharing the best practices. And not everybody has someone to lead them through uh, through the military or even just getting started with the process. So. I think it's great that you're speaking to our community about it. Um, we thank you for taking your time today and uh, being on the show. I look forward to these next coming shows. 
Sure. <clears throat> be my it'd be my uh my honor. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> Any last words? No, just mm-hmm. uh, you know, thank you for having me. Appreciate it. And um all I can say is um don't be scared to pick up a book, do some research on whatever it is that you want to do in life. Um you don't necessarily have to go to school. I mean, a- a- everything that you want to know about, it's it's in a book somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, this generation, they have it pretty easy. I mean, you, you, you got Google, Google. And, you, and YouTube <laughs> yes. and Siri and all these things that you forget. They, were, they weren't here, uh, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah, you're definitely right. Sal, how can someone get some additional information and support from you? Like, do you have any social media where people might be able to reach you? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I mean, my account is private, but hey, you can always shoot me a DM and and any questions you might have uh, i definitely do not mind uh, answering them uh my instagram is uh, tricks one so t-r-i-x-o-n-e uh you can shoot me a dm and ask me any questions you might have regarding the military or joining or benefits uh, anything that i touched on or if if you just want to talk you know maybe maybe you're a veteran and maybe you want to talk to someone um hit me up i mean you know shoot me a message and I have no problem, uh, you know, uh, pointing you in the right direction, giving you some advice or just sometimes just sometimes you just need someone to just hear you out, you know, so definitely don't 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 hesitate uh, to send me a DM. OK, T-R-I-X-O-N-E. Um, so, yeah, I look forward to any any further questions. Great. Thank you so uh-huh. much. Igual
muchísimas gracias Esa cual. 